to a very interesting topic, which is discussing how not to pray. And just prayer in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. sit back, take some notes. Enjoy. And we're going to share some personal experience and some personal thoughts. That's right. We never claim to be experts. We never claim to be you know, religious scholars or anything, but we are two people who are earnestly searching the heart of God and uh, in everything that we do, and we want to learn how to be closer to Him. So just join us in our experience and as we journey along, and maybe something that we will say will bless you or encourage you today. Yeah, and so we want to establish, first off, mm-hmm. prayer is not a set list of words that you have to give out, mm-hmm. and it's not just you talking to God. It's mm-hmm. a conversation Absolutely. between you and God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you pray, you're talking to God, and he's going to talk back. Sometimes it's not right away, but you need to be patient. You need to sit in silence and mm-hmm. sit and be still. Posture your heart in a heart of receiving. It's not only, uh, as some people imagine, a routine that you must follow. It's it's supposed to be continual. It yeah. can be all the time, anytime you want. He's fully accessible to you. Yeah, and he's always there. He's always listening. There's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. There's a uh, lady who makes reels, mm-hmm. and it, she probably does it on TikTok too. But yeah. it's <laughs> her if she was a receptionist uh-huh. for God, and it was like all these people like. Okay, is like all these people available? No, no, they're not available. They're enjoying heaven. Like, leave them alone. But Jesus is available. He's like, oh, I don't think hey, he has time for all my crap. <laughs> it's like Jesus is always available, and, he, and she's like, right, Jesus? And Jesus is like, yeah, <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> so, but it's true. Jesus is always available to hear your prayers. Right. And just posturing your heart and saying, God, I need you right now, and I want to talk to you right now, and He's always going to listen. Mm-hmm. What do you feel are some of the most successful things that you can do? when approaching prayer, not necessarily about getting any prayers answered or anything like that, but just solely on as you approach God, how do you feel like you do that? Well, um, the Psalms kind of gives like a clear layout that you are to enter his presence or his gates with thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and his courts with praise. So right now we can't do that Mm -hmm. because we're on earth and we're not like Christ hasn't come again and we're still living in the world. So now entering his presence is prayer and uh, even sometimes in worship, but specifically in prayer, thanking God is like one thing that I try to focus not my entire like prayer time on, but thanking him for the blessings of the day and what he is doing in my life right now. And like thanking him is very important Mm -hmm. and it is stress like, uh, throughout all of Scripture, even in the Lord's Prayer, and uh, and so it's just it's a heart of thankfulness is a good way to kind of start your approach. Like, God, thank you for this day. Like, thank you for waking me up in the morning. Thank you for putting a roof over my head. Like, the, just even the little things. Be thankful, and uh, then kind of as you as I like go a little deeper into prayer, I just. I've learned that now I just have a conversation with him. I used to be like, dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this food that is before us. Please be with please, 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 please. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please, please. Now it's like, God, I'm like really struggling with this right now. Or like, I don't know what to do here. And like, oh, my word, like it, you're, it's a conversation. So, but so many people treat it like it's this, you have to, like, this is how you have to say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, and then you're done. 
and then you can just go about your day. Yeah. So, and we tend like I tend to do that too. Like sometimes I'll just be like, I'll pray, and then that's it. So getting out of that rhythm can be difficult sometimes, but also when I'm not in that rhythm and I just listen and I after I talk I listen or sometimes you just be like, God, I'm here. I'm here to listen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So w- what are some things that you feel like you c- are practical things that you can do to kind of break the routine and the habit of saying those very not written prayers, but like they're they've been said, you know, like thank yeah. you for the food, thank you for the day, please protect us in your name, amen. How do you get out of that habit? Because I, I myself struggle with that. I, I pray every time before we eat. I pray every time before we go to bed. I pray when I wake up in the morning. But there have been times where I've completely forgotten to talk to him at all throughout the day. Yeah, I think <clears throat> that's a good question. None of that is wrong. Right. Like praying before meals and oh, yeah. praying before you go to bed. Like those are all very good things to Absolutely. do. Um, I guess what I found really helpful is I write. Like I journal it. Really? You know, like when I'm having a conversation with God, like I journal it, like what I'm saying and then what I hear from God. Okay. So I journal it. So that way it, it's like a conversation happening on paper. So I like am writing out everything that he's saying and that's like helped me a ton. And I guess like throughout the day, like if you're at work, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I'm just like, Hey, I need you right now. Like, I feel lonely or I'm like being tempted right now. Okay. And then boom, he's like there. Okay. So more getting into the habit of not ever leaving his presence. Like don't think of the prayers. Now my time is done. Now my life begins. Think of it as I have ceased speaking out loud, but now I'm thinking my eyes are open. My spiritual ears are open to receive and to listen to what he wants to share with me. I see. So it's not looking at it as like you have to, like go into your bedroom to pray like mm-hmm. you should you should pray in private and in secret yeah. but that doesn't mean you can't have a conversation with god while you're at work sure so and that's the same thing as prayer prayer yeah. is a conversation with god uh, what do you feel about um praying out loud i know that sometimes the running joke is in when you're in groups like nobody wants to pray out loud well, how do you feel about praying out loud because i feel like recently my attitude towards it is changing so that's kind of why i was okay. curious about what you're thinking um I guess, like, being conscious of where you are. So, like, uh, in throughout the New Testament, or in the New Testament, I can't remember the exact scripture. I tried to find it before I came here. I couldn't find it, though. Um, it talks about how the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like, pray in the street corners. And, oh. And throughout mm-hmm. the streets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, da, da, da. Like, and they're talking. And it's like, people look at them, and they're like, wow, he's, like, such a good, holy person. And Jesus is like, they have received their reward from the world. Mm -hmm. But when you pray in private, you receive your reward from the Father. Absolutely. So, praying out loud. I think if you're in a group setting with other Christians and uh, you are... It's all heart posture. Yeah. Like, are you doing it? Are you praying so that way a bunch of people are like, amen, yeah, yeah, amen, like... Or are you praying genuinely, authentically over, like, an evening or, like, for access? We pray before we go into the service. Yeah. And we pray over the service and over the speaker. And, like, are you doing it so a bunch of people are like, yeah, amen, like, the charismatic kind of thing? Or are you doing it out of, God, we're coming to you, like, in your presence together so that way we can all come into agreement? So I would say if you're going to go out, 
and you're just going to stand at the corner of Breton and 44th Street and pray, I would say you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But if you're going to like pray in a group setting with other people who are coming into agreement with you, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that's kind of my personal view on it. Praying in groups can be a little uncomfortable sometimes, uh-huh. which I really am trying to break that. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have to be self-conscious of like the things that I say. I could literally be like, "God, thank you for this group. I pray that you would bless this evening." And I pray that you would be present throughout the night and yeah. that you would move. Yeah. And amen. Like, it does not have to be some long theological prayer. It's – you just say words. Like, have a conversation with God. Yeah. Ask him – ask and you shall find. Seek and, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. So – yeah. One thing that I just kind of wanted to briefly say for people, because I absolutely agree with you, and I like how you you said and prefaced it with the fact that public prayer is not a bad thing. When Jesus was talking about that, I happened to find the verse. It was Matthew 6, 5 through 6. In the ESV version, it does say, and I noticed this because I was also thinking along the exact same lines as you, where I used to be very not embarrassed at all to pray out loud, but it was not easy for me. I felt like I was concerned about saying something wrong or messing something up. Yeah. But recently I began to include more public prayer in how I, in just my daily life. And so the verse here that I felt like was the key to my opening the door to, oh, it is okay to pray out loud, is that he said, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. He uh, didn't say the Pharisees. Yeah. And that's what gave me the courage to do that because I realized, and he understood that there were some Pharisees that truly loved God and that yeah. were trying to, you know, to reach yeah, him for the good reason. <laughs> oh no, not a, not a, not bad because I did the exact same thing. So I thought I thought it was about the Pharisees because I was like, well, that's who he's talking about. There he was, but it wasn't just the Pharisees. He was yeah. talking to specifically the people who were doing it for the attention, yeah. not the genuine Pharisees who yeah. maybe were incorrect in their reasoning, but they were trying to do the right thing. Their yeah. hearts were in the right place. Yeah. Because it says, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners that they may be seen by others. And I say to you, they have received their rewards. And I love that because, because like, okay, so recently I was on a trip and before we were praying, uh, excuse me, before we uh, drove away, I prayed over the trip. And that was not common for me to do that, to mm-hmm. pray out loud before we go on a long voyage or something like that or a long trip. And so, uh, and, and before we returned, did the same thing and thanked him every time we came back and when we left. And I felt really good about that because I kind of felt like it was not easy for me to do that. It, it was a, um, it was a, just kind of a strange burst of courage I got. And I just kind of felt inspired to do that because I feel like it's very important, especially in a family setting, to uh, encourage and s- establish a aura in a, in a, uh, a location where it's okay and it's permissible to pray out loud mm-hmm. and where it's encouraged. It's not odd or weird or like, oh, who wants to pray? <laughs> it's just like, no. So it, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to speak to our king. And the fact that we get to do that anytime we want is incredible. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. My family does that every time we leave for a trip. Yeah. We always pray before we go. Yeah. So, uh, just that you would keep us safe and that we would all have an enjoyable time. Yeah. So I feel like I would always do that in my mind, and I feel like praying a specific blessing of protection is okay 
and it's and it should be encouraged because as you very much said it is all about your heart god can see through it's like he has x-ray vision he can see past all of your show and all of your sparkle he he, he is not impressed by any of that in fact he's disgusted by it he wants the heart mm-hmm. to be pure and he wants your your yeah. reason for speaking to him because you want to connect with him because you understand your dependence on him and you get the fact that you need him mm-hmm. yeah that's good yeah it's it's never about the show and it never was supposed to be about the show. Absolutely. I think of a lot of times when I think of like prayer, I think of Daniel yeah. when he would pray three times a day and he would pray in the morning, he would pray in the afternoon and he would pray in the evening and it, it would all be in secret. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which is a good thing. Like it's just, it's a one-on-one conversation yeah. that you get to have with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Yeah. And, uh, in group settings, I would, like what I've done, I don't do this all the time, which I should, but (laughs) I'm trying to get into the habit of like praying with people. Okay. You know what I mean? So like when you're in a group setting and someone is like praying over the group, Mm -hmm. like pray with that person. Not that you have to like talk with them, but like in your inner thoughts and in your inner mind with your heart, pray with them agree with them and yeah it's just it's incredible it's incredible because when you come into agreement with people it just makes it even more impactful yeah not that that it makes your not that it makes your prayer more important or more significant but it it almost like is like yeah we agree with you like we want that like this is what we are expectant for the night this is what we are hopeful for the night yeah we want the same thing yeah. we have the same heart and desire Right. Um, so prayer is like a huge part of Christianity. I mean, Jesus was like, this is how you should pray. Mm-hmm. And then said the Lord's Prayer. So like if you're stuck, I'm like, I have no idea how to pray. Like a good friend of mine came up to me. Uh, I had dinner with him and he was like, Brian, that was like a really good prayer. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I guess it's just it's just you talking to God. He's like, I don't I just don't know how to pray. It's like. If you really d- want to like learn to pray, just start by saying the Lord's prayer, and then go from there. Like I told him, you do not have to say a set list of words in order to pray. You just have to have your heart in the right place and talk to God. Yeah, it's like us. I was like, it's us having a conversation right now. That's yeah. what you can do. Yeah, you can, God, Father, Jesus, I need you right now. Hear my prayer, please. Yeah. Like, I want to talk to you. And he would be like, cool, I want to talk to you too. Mm-hmm. He desires a relationship with all of us. And that's – relationships don't happen without conversation. So um, w- however that is. And it's important to have conversation with someone that you want to have a relationship with. That's right. So it's a very important step in Christianity. And also just as kind of an encouragement for people who do feel like they don't understand prayer completely – uh, as once one more <laughs> time we don't either uh, yeah. we're, we're not experts but we do know that it will become uh, more and more and more impactful in your everyday life and by that I mean you will understand it more no one has ever completely understood prayer there are questions that we still have why do people who seem to have every reason to have their prayers answered they don't yeah. and then some people who have the exact same circumstance they pray the same thing and boom, God moves. Why does he not move both times? We don't know. We don't understand that. Yeah. But we do know 
that there are some things that we should do when we're approaching prayer and some things that we shouldn't do. Another thing that I'm thinking about about how we approach prayer is with a uh, a hopeful heart versus a demanding heart. God, and I, I love this about this, it's uh, <laughs> Pastor Tony Evans, he said, God is not your genie up there in the sky. <laughs> and I love that because it was such a big, like, it is I totally got the image of Aladdin. It's like, ooh, ooh rub that lamp. Come on, genie, give me what I want. And it is, that is so not God. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he is uh, unbelievably kind and gracious to us. I mean, the amount, what we deserve versus what we're getting, woo! Like, my word. Like, let's yeah. just, like, we cannot fathom it. Yeah. But to approach him with a hopeful spirit of, Lord, I hope that you answer this prayer. I, be- I know you can answer this prayer. If you choose not to, don't let my faith dwindle. Don't let my story fall apart. Don't let my life fall apart. Yeah. Keep me strong. Remind me of your of the good things that you have done. Help me to remember that just because this prayer might not get answered, it does not mean that you've forgotten me. It does not mean that you don't love me. It doesn't yep. mean that you've abandoned me. It just means you have something different for me. Mm-hmm. And later, it will be better, and I will understand. Mm-hmm. At some point, I will understand. Mm-hmm. But we just don't right now. Yeah, he works all things for our good. Yeah. And sometimes we get disciplined. Yeah. But in the end, it's for our good. Mm-hmm. And everything... God does all things good. That's right. Nowhere in the Bible does it say God does anything bad or poor. That's right. He disciplines the people he loves, and he shows mercy to the people who show mercy. Yeah. And it's, he is just, he is righteous. There are all these characteristics, and I hate, like, so on the topic of prayer, Mm -hmm. when someone's prayer isn't answered, they're like, oh, God just doesn't listen to me, and he doesn't hear me. It's like, He's not good. It's like, no, because not everything happens overnight. Yeah. Not everything happens in an instant. Not everything happens to your will. Yeah. It's his will. It's it's technically his life. He paid for it. So it's technically his life. You should be in a grave right now. I should be in a grave right now, but I'm not by the grace of God. Yeah. So understand that if your prayer isn't answered immediately, that's okay. Yes, and it does not mean that God does not love does you. does not mean that God does not love you. Yeah. So we don't know why yeah. God, it seems like God doesn't answer our prayers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would say check your heart. Check where you were coming from. Mm-hmm. Like you said, are you coming from a demand? Like, okay, example. My grandma uh, almost a year ago now passed away from Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. One of the two. And... I was praying that she would be healed. She is now. She no longer has memory loss, and she's up in heaven having a blast, and she's perfectly whole now. But God didn't answer my prayer. Actually, he did, kind of. Actually, yeah, he did. Not kind of. He did answer it because now she is home. And so understanding that not everything is going to work out the way that you want it. Yeah. And sometimes it it's going to either end with the way you don't want it or the way that you were hoping for it to happen. But I didn't, I wasn't like demand, God, you have to heal her. You have to heal her right now. Like heal her. This is what you do. It's like, no, Lord, I ask that you would bring healing to her. If you do not, I know there will be ultimate healing when she passes. That's right. So that's right to her soul at least. And so understanding that is really important that not everything is going to happen your way 
but sometimes it might. If your will is aligned with his heart, uh-huh. then you will start to see things fall into place. But when it's right. not, mm-hmm. that's when it doesn't. Yeah, because it's his will, not that's your right. will. That's why in the Lord's prayer it says, "Your will be done." Exactly. Your will, not my will. Yeah, not his will, not her will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. These are not easy things to think about no. because as people, we're intrinsically selfish. We see things from our point of view and we see things from think good things should happen to me and bad things shouldn't because I'm a good person. So we think in our minds. There is no such thing as a good person. That's exactly right. And so it, it is not easy to say to yourself, I will choose to give my life to an all-powerful creator and I am no longer in control. People long for control. I want control yeah. over life more than anything else in my life. I, I want to know what's going to happen, yep. when it's going to happen, and yep. how I should respond to it. Yep. And the truth is, we will not understand that. In Matthew five forty five, it says, Our Father, which is in heaven, he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends the rain on the just and the unjust. And that verse just... I don't understand it because I'm like, God, why? How could you make good things happen to good and bad people and bad things happen to good and bad people? It just doesn't make sense, you know? And and I think that later, you know, maybe we'll have like a deeper kind of more in-depth discussion about that. But knowing that we are responsible for key portions of prayer, which is, as you said, having a pure heart, asking for the purification of our sin, approaching him with a thankful spirit, uh, entering his courts or his presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, um, and then also uh, making sure that we attribute the good things to him, yeah. like saying, uh, and and not just forget, because like it says in uh, in Jesus's description of how we should pray, give us this day our daily bread, and uh, and in so doing, it, we remember the things that he has done beforehand. You know, the, this we are not accidents. We did not just come from happenstance. It is a p- pre-planned well thought out piece of art that he created mm-hmm. and, and, and the, f- the fact that we get to be a part of that is incredible mm-hmm. yeah uh, our young adults pastor like this just came into my, my yeah. mind as you were saying this yeah our young adults pastor is like we suck at praying oh yeah but when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in then you pray with the Holy Spirit and it's like automatically your heart is set into the right posture and you're praying with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I thought about that. I was like, okay, prayer with the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, which is, it's so important because he's a tool that we are allowed to use. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit helps us pray. We cannot pray on our own. So, and he, and he always says this is like, he said this is like, guys, that's why I take a, like a long, awkward pause. I put air quotes on awkward because he pauses, he allows Holy Spirit to come in, and then he prays. Mm-hmm. He's praying with the Holy Spirit. And not that it <laughs> – it does make your prayers very power, like it's a very powerful prayer. Yeah. But he is not the one doing it. It's the Holy Spirit that is. Wow. So that's very important too is like allowing the Holy Spirit to come inside of you so that you can pray. Isn't that a crazy thought and what a humbling thing to think about? The fact that we – cannot even sometimes reach out for help mm-hmm. like what a what a thought you know yeah. when he calls a sheep wow that really puts it in perspective the fact that we are literally so weak that we cannot even ask for help yeah that's how weak and how insignificant we are yeah. and how kind he is to notice us in our yeah. weakness 
Yeah. So precautions to take when praying yeah. would be don't come in selfish, demanding, or angry. And some, uh, sometimes I think that um, talking to someone about why you're angry really gives you perspective. So okay. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily wrong to be angry with someone if, while you're praying, but I would say that it would be wrong when you cross the line of I, of hatred, which is like I, I wish cursing okay. with them, I yeah. wish evil okay, things upon them. You would, okay. would, would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I agree, or, I agree okay. with that. Okay. I think, okay, what I'm trying to say is like anger in your heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like desiring, like I wish that person would suffer, yeah. I wish that person yeah. would die, I wish yeah. bad things upon that yeah. person. Yeah. Unforgiveness. Right, yeah. Um. But that's one of the reasons why they stopped Balaam, because yeah. he was like he was going to curse those people, and yeah. that's why they had to send the, you know, the angel to stop him. So yeah. I think that there does need to be a, an approachability to God because he has made it so. He's made he's made himself open to us so that we can walk in any time. But there's a big difference between being able to see the king anytime you want and strolling up to his palace, kicking the door open with your foot and saying, "Sup?" and lounging on his couch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think that understanding that he is the creator of the universe. Like he holds time. Yeah. In his with his thoughts. Like yeah. he controls everything. Yeah. And so having a reverence is very important we don't want to forget that so just like having a very yeah. arrogant heart or like a demanding spirit yeah, that's it, what he would hate yeah god i just made fifteen hundred dollars this week you know uh-huh. god bought myself you know and i did that like yeah. i did that like no, no 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 yeah you were given the gifts and the abilities to do that mm-hmm. by god not you did not do that on your own you know the country song me and god no it's just this very simple song and i understand like I get it. Like the whole, so the whole song is like, you know, me and God, and that whole, I I get what the person's trying to say. So I'm not trying to be like a whippersnapper, but I'm just, but I am trying to say, <laughs> but I am trying to say, I I do think that you need to be careful because that kind of casualness of just like, you know, God's my homie. It's like mm, he ain't your homie. Like you know, he's he's your friend. He's yeah, he's your best friend. He's the king. He's our savior. He's the he's the closer than any brother. He he threw down his life for you. I would not call someone who threw down his life for you my homie or my pal or my genie or whatever, like my wishing well. Yeah. He, the big man upstairs. I would not use those types of you know yeah. references for him because I feel like you you do understand who you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean. For myself, like when there's a point where it's like I'm either hurting or I'm struggling, like Father, Lord. God, Dad, I need you right now because he is our Father. He is our Heavenly Father. Yeah. So, and often, and a lot of the time, Jesus refers to God as his Father. He's like, I must do my Father's will. Yeah. And, but he had an earthly father too. Mm -hmm. So he's like, are you talking about you're like Dad? Or are you talking about your Father? Yeah. Or you're you're like your big Dad? Right. And so sometimes you got to bring in the big guns. That's right. For the big fight. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And God's going to be for there sure. for the little things. He's going to be there for the big things. He's going to be there for the me- mediocre, moderate size situations. Sure. He's going to be there all the time for you. I guess the biggest thing I want to stress is your heart posture. Don't come into his presence with an arrogance or a demanding heart and like, I deserve this and I deserve this because I do all these things and you don't deserve anything yeah. given to you. But because God loves you so much, like a father does, then or like a father should, then he sees past everything and says, I'm going to give you this because I love you. Not because mm-hmm. you deserve it, but because I love you. Yeah. And because my grace is for you. Yeah. It's not against you. 
God is always for you. He's not going to do anything that's going to harm you or make your life miserable. That's right. I agree. S- sometimes discipline sucks. Yeah. But in the end, it's good. A good father disciplines his children. And so God disciplines us. God disciplined the uh, Israelites. But guess what? They got the promised land. That's right. It just didn't happen right away. And it sucked. A sacrifice, a little bit of a sacrifice had to be made. But in the end, it was good. And he did it because he loved his children. Absolutely. So he kept his promise. God is going to keep his promises. He's going to hear your prayers. You just have to be aware of your heart posture. Are you coming in demanding things from him and expecting that he has to do this for you because you deserve it? We don't deserve it. We deserve judgment upon judgment upon judgment for everything that we have done on this earth, which we will be judged for. But if we accept him as our Lord and Savior, that judgment see is seen as, Brian, I love you. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. And we are a part of his kingdom. So, yeah, biggest thing I want to stress, heart posture. Don't come in being selfish, greedy, demanding, all those things. One thing that I just kind of want to finish on is the fact that I, uh, a pastor down in Missouri that I uh, know of, uh, his name is Pastor Charles. He was talking in a sermon, and he said, you know, one of the greatest things that I ever did in my whole life, and it was also one of the hardest things I ever did, was I asked God one time, Lord, I need you to show me exactly what you see when you see me. And I was just dwelling on that and just thinking about that. That is a huge risk you take. You know what I mean? Because when you when you say that, you understand the fact that you are not perfect. You are not only not perfect, you are riddled with sin. Mm-hmm. You are you would be repulsive to anything holy. You are the opposite of holy. Covered, saved, changed by grace. It's almost like you're looking in a mirror for the first time and it's revealed to you what you look like to God. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. So if you're struggling with perhaps understanding or getting a clear vision of how should I approach you? What should I say? Maybe you should ask God for that because I have done that and he was a billion percent right. It is not fun. It is not easy to finally see yourself as, oh my word, like I am so sinful. Like I can't believe I would do that. I can't believe that I have the opportunity to receive grace after doing these things to him. You know, when you compare perfection with anything less, it's not perfection. You marred it. It's not okay anymore. So it's, it's really, uh, just a very, it it just kind of almost shakes your brain. Really? It really shakes you up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So guys, that's our personal experience from prayer. Absolutely. Kind of like our personal tips that we've, found helpful in our own lives mm-hmm. uh if you want to share some of your own dm us on uh instagram or comment on uh soundcloud we will post it on instagram if you dm us or spotify or, or spotify mm-hmm. uh and yeah we appreciate you guys listening absolutely and uh we're still gonna keep our segments going because we love them okay so andrew yes we're gonna enter your reading corner now Fantastic. So what what have you brought for us today? Today I have brought a book that I thoroughly enjoy. It is the book called Unashamed 
by the author and Christian artist Lecrae. Wiki, wiki, wiki! <laughs> if you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Written with one of the most raw examples, I think, of change and genuine f- frailty of the spirit between admitting that one can love God and fail epically time after time after time after time again and still find grace it encourages you it shocks you it's it's inspirational and it's educational it will give you hope for the future and it will encourage you to stay away from sin as much as possible this book I absolutely loved it people have reviewed this book very famous people have reviewed this book and given it glowing reviews the people who was one of the spiritual advisors to President Obama, Joshua Dubois, wrote it, and he called it the must-read book for believers, artists, and seekers, and anyone who wants to know more about one of the most compelling artists of our time. Uh, I mean, uh, Dr. Eric Mason, the lead pastor of Epiphany Fellowship, the author of the book Unleashed, he said, I recommend this book for whoever is interested in seeing how God is authoring the journey of a fatherless generation in need of the navigator. This book is terrific. I would highly encourage it. It is a good book. The time has now come for Brian's Brain Boggles. Boggle my brain, Brian. I'm going to boggle your brain. (laughs) Dude, it's illegal to own just Juan, guinea pig, in Switzerland. It's considered animal abuse because they're social beings and get lonely. What is the loneliest number that you ever knew? Oh, yeah. So uh, if you're in Switzerland, you can't own a guinea pig. Those poor little guinea pigs. Yeah, I get it. Sad. They're they're goofy little creatures. Every time I think of guinea pigs, I think of (laughs) G-Force. Have you you ever had a creature like that? Have I had a hamster or anything like that? Really? Dogs. I had a hamster named Elvis. Elvis? Yep, Elvis the hamster. And then I walk in there, and then he spin around his ball, spinny ball without you. And he stuff his mouth with corn, and he go. And then he go bury a thing about you. The poop is so tiny. <laughs> They don't smell very good. No, they just don't. Let you know. It smells terrible. Yeah, open up the cage and I about fainted. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guinea pig on set here. No, I'm just it was not a joyful Christmas. <laughs> Elf- a guinea pig. Yeah. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> Wait, did it die on Christmas? No. Oh. It would be great if it did. Great. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to another encouraging episode of Battle for the Soul. It's our joy to be able to make these. It's great to be able to partner with uh, Brian here to bring you a uplifting and encouraging message. If you share this, it not only helps us, but it also helps people around the world because we are Mr. Worldwide. And uh, now, because of this outreach that we've been able to do, we've been able to change a couple people's lives for Christ, which is incredible and a true honor. Yeah, yeah, we really enjoy doing this. So you sharing and liking and rating us on Spotify, which is kind of weird that you can do. Yeah. Um, that really encourages us to keep going and to pursue this. So guys, thank you for listening to Aloe.
Salt. Is it Andrew? Is it Ryan?